Hi, this is Andrew Lotto. Welcome to another edition of Sadistically Speaking. This is episode 20, COVID-19 death. If only millennials knew how to do math. I don't know if you've been keeping up with the most recent kerfuffle about COVID-19 death statistics. Concerns an article that was originally posted on the Johns Hopkins COVID-19 website, which is the main website keeping track of deaths in the United States and cases of COVID. It's what CNN uses for their death crawl. Anyway, this article entitled COVID-19 Deaths, a look at U.S. data, uh, was claimed to uh, argue for the idea that there were no excess deaths in the United States this year due to COVID. That is, if we would predict how many people would have died this year based on previous years, that there's no big bump in the number of deaths that you could attribute to having a pandemic spread through. And that is connected to a lot of conspiracy theories that COVID deaths are actually people dying of other things but being labeled as COVID. If that were the case, you would see the same number of deaths, just some of them being listed as COVID versus not. Anyway, this article was taken down because fact checkers had suggested that it was not in line with uh, data that are out there or the you know primary opinion of scientists. I did uh, find the article um, and looked through it. And in fact, the article is a article from a student newsletter, um, but, but it's not written. These claims weren't made by the student in particular. It was made by someone named Genevieve Briand, who is a PhD who uh, works in economics, and she took some data down from the CDC and did some analyses on this. Now, I have to say, in some of the fact-checker articles I've seen, they refuse to mention that Briand actually has a PhD, and they say things like, Briand's field of study is microeconomics, and she has no expertise in infectious diseases or epidemiology. But it doesn't matter. She's taking numbers and doing an analysis on them that are available in the CDC, And she's trained to do that. That's what she does in economics. This idea that you'd have to be an epidemiologist in order to do these sort of analyses is silly. However, it is an excuse I suggest for all grade schoolers going through algebra. If you have to be given a word problem such as, you know, train A leaves Chicago at this time carrying a bunch of apples and train B leaves Cleveland at time at this time and it's full of oranges they travel this fast how do, soon do they meet each other the answer should be I'm sorry but I have no expertise in large capacity agricultural transport so I can possibly come up with an answer here well Dr. Brianne does have the expertise presumably because she has a PhD however what she does in this article is not very bright And again, she apparently did this for a talk. The student was interested in it. They presented some of the graphs she came up with in the paper. And one of the main arguments in the first big graph you see in the paper is actually she took the number of deaths in uh, by each age group in the United States and looked at it across time and looked at the percentage of people who were older and died and the percentage of people who were younger than died. And there's not that much change across the years. And it was that suggestion that said, because there wasn't that much of a change, there 
uh, wasn't any excess deaths. Now, that doesn't follow quite logically at all. Uh, and this is, was Johns Hopkins point, And I don't know who the person at Johns Hopkins is that makes this decision, but their point was these percentage arguments don't matter. It's like saying more people didn't vote in the last presidential election because the same percentage of Democrats and Republicans voted as in previous years. Well, it doesn't matter. The question is, did more of them vote? So the answer to the question, however, of whether there are excess deaths or not is actually pretty easy to get. The CDC puts out each year a predicted number of deaths based on trend lines from previous years and uh, then looks at how many deaths you have that year versus those predictions. It's very easy to get. In fact, I pulled these data up uh, last month to look for exactly this sort of uh, excess death explanation for COVID-19. And in fact, if you pull that up, you'll see here's across different months and different years, there's a trend line. It goes slightly linearly upward because there's more people in the United States. And you see little uh, seasonal divots because right after the first of the year, there's an increase in deaths, uh, this seasonal variation, which could be because of flus, etc., Anyway, so from there, you can make a prediction. And interestingly, in 2019, throughout the whole year, we were below the death prediction line. So last year had fewer deaths than predicted. If you look this year, right around March, there's this big peak that jumps out. It's clearly the case that there are excess deaths in this, in this year, and they're easily attributable to COVID-19. So if you look at those data, case closed. And that's what the fact checkers did, and they yanked this down. The problem is that there are some very interesting trends in those data, not just trends, but very interesting aspects of those excess death data that are very troubling, but no one looks at because the, all they care about is the argument between is COVID a hoax or is it, you know, the plague that's running the earth? It's those two extremes, and there's no analysis in the middle. Let's look at those data. So the data I pulled up were the, I'm sure the same ones Brianne pulled up because they're the easiest ones to get uh, from the CDC. And that is the number of deaths from January 26th to October 3rd. Uh, there was actually a paper where they do an analysis of these excess deaths uh, in qu quite a lot of detail. So the question is, how many excess deaths should we expect from COVID-19? Well, in the time period I'm talking about, there were... 198,081 deaths attributed to COVID. So around 200,000 rounding. So at the max, we might predict 200,000 extra people died. Excess deaths. Now, that's a ridiculous thought because what that would mean is 200,000 people, they all would be alive if it wasn't for COVID. None of them would have died if it wasn't for COVID. Well, that doesn't make any sense because, so for instance, on the death certificates of people who died from COVID, only 6% of them only list COVID as a cause of death. So the 94% of cases, there are comorbidities listed that could kill a person. Okay. So one might presume that those people would have died from something at some point anyway in this year. Not all of them, but some of them. And because the average age of people who are dying with COVID is so high, we'd also expect it's, it's actually higher than the average age of people dying, their life expectancy in the United States. 
So we might expect they would have died from something else. And there's probably some cases where there were mistakes in what they call the COVID or not. So we couldn't possibly expect 200,000 excess deaths. That would be, mean that none of those people would have died would be pretty amazing. Okay, so we'd expect something below that number, but that number max, 200,000. So how many people died excessive, in excess of what our predictions would have been from previous years? The answer? 299,028, nearly 300,000. That means even if everyone who died of COVID would have been alive without COVID, there's 100,000 people who've died and it's not associated with COVID itself. That means one third of the excess death in this country is unexplained. Well, that's craziness. Wouldn't we care about that? Here's what makes this even worse. If you look by age group where the greatest increase in death are, you'd presume, this is across all the deaths, all 300,000, you'd presume it would be in the highest areas, right? Highest age groups, 65 and above. That's where we're going to see because that's where most of the people who die from COVID are. In fact, that's what... Brianne was looking for in in her percentages judgment. So the greatest increase in death was for age group 25 to 44. And in fact, the greater the greatest increase that the increase in percentage of death was nearly double any other age group including the very old. Do you understand what that means? It basically means the greatest plague that whatever it is is killing out the millennials. That's basically the millennials. Now, why do we have this huge increase amongst millennials? Uh, well, you might have heard that there are a lot more, um, there are people dying in car crashes and that it's more likely to get in a car crash. That is true, but because there's so many fewer people on the road, the actual number of deaths from car crashes is down. So it can't be that. So that leaves things like suicide murder, drug overdoses. Suicide is up. We don't really know the numbers. The uh, CDC doesn't have really good numbers on that, though. There are studies that show that suicide ideation up. They have better numbers from Japan, and you may have seen this study recently where more people died in October in Japan from suicide than died from coronavirus through the entire year. So it was about 2,000 deaths in Japan from coronavirus there was over 2,000 suicides last month and it was a huge peak. Is that happening in the United States? Murder, well, murder is up. We know that and the murder statistics are up. Uh, drug overdoses, these kind of data usually come out a couple years later. But one would presume that those are certain of the major reasons we're losing the millennials. So... This is something that hasn't been looked at because it was just, well, there are excess deaths. But why are there so many? And if you actually look at the age trend from the latest data, this age disparity is increasing. So there's something really troubling here that the, this article was pulling, pulled down because it wasn't a very strong article in terms of some of the points people wanted to make who are the conspiracy theorists on either side. But there were interesting things that were in those data sets that are really, really troubling. 
These deaths don't show up in CNN's death count. Most of these deaths in that 25 to 44 range are not because of COVID. But these people are, there are excess deaths in those regions. And maybe it's because of the lockdowns or everything else associated with COVID. If that's the case, that's a pretty important thing to know. I've argued in a past podcast that a young person dying is more tragic than an old person dying. But the way we're looking at things now, we have these counts going blasted in our head every day. Really, the first thing you do when you get the news is how many people have died of COVID tend to be all these old deaths. These young deaths, these tragic young deaths are not being discussed. The level of discourse at this point is childish and dangerous. Shame on all you assholes. Pass the tequila. Out!